Blog Talk Radio. Metropolis Pavilion on West 18th Street and uh, 
you need tickets, just uh, call or email me, vickinson at gmail.com, or you can go to the website and buy them. But I have some tickets uh, I'll give away to anybody that wants some. Um, but definitely, everybody, uh, go check out CE Week. And uh, you, you'll see all the latest technology, uh, different brands that are there showcasing uh, new uh, opportunities for us to advance with the types of uh, technology that we hold in our hands, uh, moving way beyond phones and TVs. So go check that out. Uh, so thank you guys for uh, allowing us to be a media partner. Um, but today uh, we have uh, brought an amazing person to uh, be on here. Uh, many of you know him as a professional wingman. Uh, Thomas Edwards actually um, was invited to the show so that he can really uh, be on another uh, platform that he can share amazing inspirational uh, advice with you guys that can help you really advance with your relationships or whatnot. Um, so it's really imperative that you listen close. Um, let's make sure Block Talk is working properly here. Uh, Thomas, are you on the line? Uh, let me uh, let me uh, check the uh, lock talk here. Um, I saw him on the line, but uh, I gotta make sure that it, he's actually unmuted. But um, definitely Google uh Thomas uh Edwards right now when you get a chance. Um, and you can see uh a lot of his amazing work uh all over the web and online. Now I love Block Talk so much. Um, but when it starts, uh, you know, messing up the, with the studio that it has in the back end, uh, things could definitely uh, get it right. But um, uh, I'm definitely going to um, fix that. Um, in the meantime, I want everybody to go to Thomas's uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and his website and check out uh, some of his great work. Um, But um, like I was saying, I uh, apologize. Uh, still working on this block talk thing here um, as we multitask. Um, like I was saying, Thomas Edwards is a person that um, enables others to really uh, maximize on their relationship by enabling them to uh, better portray themselves. He's going to let you know more about it. Um, but uh, we definitely have to... Uh, get this uh, block talk radio thing situated real quick. Um, I mean, just actually uh, log back into this thing real quick and uh, fix that. But uh, you guys, hold on. We'll be right back. Hey, that guys. Um, still working on this block talk situation because um, I did see Thomas in the line. I definitely want to bring him on to you guys. Um, so we're going to work this out. Like I said, um, Black Talk Radio is an amazing, amazing platform. But you can see why we have to uh, go on to iTunes and different things like that. Um, do everything. Um, contact Black Talk real quick. And uh this fix for my... Uh, beautiful audience, because I know you guys like to um, get the best 
news out here, and that's what we do. Um, you guys can check out my Instagram. Um, one of my friends was actually involved in the um, uh, Orlando shooting, which is a major tragedy. But it's very peculiar how that happened and everything like that. Um, so we're really all still trying to get answers. And um, let us know if you have any um, tips or you can help bring some light. Because she definitely lost one of her close friends, unfortunately. And um, pretty much uh, not cool. Um, but um, I think I got Black Talk Radio fixed here. Uh, Thomas, uh, is that you? It's the one. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I hear you now, Thomas. Um, apologies for that. Um, sometimes in the back office with Block Talk, it gets uh, stuck. Um, so I have to re- uh, reboot everything. But uh, everything is uh, good. I really appreciate you taking the time all the way out from California, uh, you know, to share, share uh, your story. Um, for those that don't know too much about you that, that really want to get this info and, and increase their social skills, um, what can you let them know about your amazing company, The Professional Wingman? Well, first off, thanks for having me on here, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, I've known you for a very, very long time, so it's glad that uh, we can get back together and talk about this stuff. But um, for those listening out there, my name is Thomas Edwards. I found, I'm founder of a company called The Professional Wingman. And what we do is we help people develop their social skills, specifically for the purpose of finding long-term relationships. And how we do that is, as a team, we go out with you to social venues, such as bars, events, could be coffee shops, uh, Whole Foods, (laughs) in the park, in the mall, doesn't matter, anywhere you have a chance to actually meet people. And we give you real-time feedback on what is preventing you from making those romantic connections happen whether it's your appearance, grooming, um, helping you get over your anxiety when it comes to approaching strangers, or it could be your ability or inability to flirt with someone and be open and honest with your intentions um, when it comes to your romantic pursuits. We are your wingman every step of the way from first seeing one to eventually saying I do. Wow, that's amazing. Now, um, I really, really appreciate you taking the time again. Um, So, when you uh, get with these people that uh, reach out to you and they need your help, um, how do you uh, really figure out what it is that's uh, blocking them, whether it be a childhood um, issue, uh, something that happened with uh, people in the past? Do you get down to the emotional uh, as well as the physical and, um, and, and other things? Yeah. So it's, it's a multi-stage process. Uh, what I will say is at the beginning, any prospect who's interested in working with us is interviewed by me. And that gives me a time to get to know their history and their experience, to know, you know, what is actually bringing them to me? You know, why do they think that I can help them? And what, what are they sh- struggling with? And like you mentioned, sometimes it could be a childhood thing. Maybe they just got, you know, they were dumped when they were, little, you know, when they were in grade school and, they haven't been able to recover since. Maybe they just got over a nasty divorce where they were crushed in that previous relationship. Uh, or maybe they've never had a relationship and they're at their wit's end to figure out why that hasn't been. Um, there's a lot of people out there actually who come to me who have focused on their careers. And now while their careers are outstanding, they still have that gaping void of not having someone to share that success with. 
And through all that time investing in their careers, they've lost those social skills. And so they're looking to figure out how to get that back, um, which is easier said than done, for sure. Um, but I get to know their story. I get to know why they want to talk to us. Are they looking for a long-term relationship? Because we don't help people, uh, for better lack of a phrase, get laid. Um, that's just not our MO. We really want people who want to create a life, um, not just for themselves, but for the people that they're closest to. And then to see, you know, how serious are they about this? I mean, is this the most important thing going on in their life? And what I've come to realize is when it's not the number one thing going on in their lives, they're not going to end up being as successful as they want to be because always, there's always going to be something that's more important, something that they will put this part aside to do. Um, and then what are they willing to do in order to get there? Um, are they willing to really try anything and everything to get what they ultimately want? And then after that becomes something that we can agree on, then I actually take them out. We take them out through what, I, what we call a stress test where we set them into a normal social environment and we really get a baseline of how they actually behave. And we've also discovered that sometimes what they say to us isn't necessarily what translates to when they actually go out and interact with people. And so it gives us both sides of the coin, you know, what, what they believe the issues are and then what actually is happening in real time. And when we give them a little bit of feedback, how they interpret it, and that also determines their learning curve. And then from there, we actually customize uh, a program that's devoted to them getting to where they need to go and as quickly as possible. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, now, what type of uh, people – now, I know you say you want to get, like, people that are focused on relationships, but there is, is there a type of industry or um, person that you look to work with? And I know you definitely are – is it only uh, males? So it's uh, – to answer that, first, that, that, that immediate question, it's actually 75% men and 25% women currently. So, yes, we do work with women. Um, and when it comes to who we work with, it really is a wide range. I mean, my youngest client um, is 17 right now. Uh, my oldest client was 65. And, but our primary demographic has always been the young professional crowd. So you're looking at, like, 24 to – you know, 40 um, people who are generally successful in their careers or have come out the gates. You know, if you think about the post-grads, they come out the gates in a very, very good um, career position. And they have some level of a social life in the sense they have friends uh, and they do go out, they take care of themselves. They are trying to do all the things that can possibly lend them to meeting someone without the act of actually going out and meeting someone, which sounds very counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but their social life isn't actually conducive to meeting people. It allows them to interact with friends and maybe bump into a stranger or two from time to time, but not for the purpose of actually making connections with people. Um, and even when they do come to that point where they do have opportunities to meet people, they don't know what to do, uh, you know, in terms of making those connections. And so, uh, I think one of the biggest misperceptions of what, of what I do is I work with what is, you know, quote unquote, geeks and nerds and awkward people. And that's actually not true at all. In fact, it's the complete opposite. I think most of my clients are objectively attractive. They take care of themselves. They're actually personable um, and they're not awkward, quote unquote. Um, but, it's, but when it comes to certain social situations, because they don't know what to do or how to handle themselves, it may appear awkward, 
but it's just for lack of social experience, not necessarily because they are an awkward person. Um, and so I mean, I've worked with uh, athletes, politicians, lawyers, doctors, engineers, entrepreneurs, artists, bartenders, uh, teachers, um, uh, co- other coaches, uh, you, you name it. You know, we, we've worked with them all because, let's face it, this is something that I think is not immune uh, to anyone. I think everyone can do better by having better social skills. And so I've been very fortunate to be able to help some amazing people, you know, find the love and the life that they've always been looking for. Right. Um, now, is it, you know, uh, what's the connection with uh, over uh, these jobs and um, these careers and losing social skills when these people are in the environments uh, of social skills? Is it the love uh, part of it that makes it uh, different um, for these people to to be able to you know develop these social skills as they de- they they've uh, already developed um, their career skills and all these other ones. Um, yeah, well, what I've noticed is that you know we live in what I like to call a compartmental society, so we always like to compartmentalize things, and you know whatever skills is used in one aspect, they don't necessarily translate to another. So, for example, um, when you think about online dating uh, or online connecting, so to speak, we always tend to feel like, okay, well, sites like uh, Match and OkCupid and Tinder and Bumble, those are all designated for online dating when we forget that, like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat are also online platforms in which people have been able to connect for romantic purposes too. And so when you compartmentalize, you don't necessarily use the full potential of whatever opportunities are for you. And so to translate it to uh, back to answering your question, I think a lot of people can be really good at work and really good at, uh, you know, building relationships at work, whether it's uh, delegation or peer leadership or, you know, whatever that may, may be. And they can be really strong at that and very confident in what they do. But when they go into a social and another social environment where there might be romantic implications, they don't believe that those same skills can translate when they actually can. And so what I do there, I reverse engineer the process to show that not only can those skills work in a social environment, you can probably take those skills back into where, you know, in other parts of your life and use that as well. And so um, it's really interesting when you, when you help people understand that you can actually transfer and translate different skills across multiple platforms. And it's amazing to see what they do with it. Right. Um, now, I know you say you don't just work with geeks and everything like that, but for the most part, people that are really busy and doing a lot of work, they're in books, they're behind a computer, they're doing a lot of research. So automatically for at least a couple hours a day, they're losing that uh, interaction with uh, humans per se. Um, I mean, there's Siri and AI, but <laughs> I mean that real interaction with yeah. humans. Um, for these people, because I might be, I might, I might, I'm one of them. I spent a lot of time behind a computer doing all this social me- social media work uh, for all these um, different brands and clients and stuff. H- how can we like make sure that when we go out to events and everything like that? we're actually involved and I make sure to not be on my phone for one, but um, like what are some tips that we can actually take so that we're more 
social and engaging offline too? Well, the first thing is to limit your, your online engagement. And what I mean by that is, you know, an example that you just brought up is staying off your phone. You know, when you're out in a social environment and you're looking to meet people, you're actually self-sabotaging yourself by pulling out your phone and allowing yourself to be distracted. No one's going to generally come up to you and interrupt what you're doing if you're on your phone because you'll always look like something is important that you have to deal with right then and there. And so even if you might be trying to be uh, protective of yourself to be more comfortable being in that environment by pulling out your phone, you're actually doing the opposite and not allowing people to engage you for that one purpose. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, what I'm about to say might seem kind of like a cop-out, and I, and I don't want to appear that way, but what I've always seen my clients do and the excuse that they always give me is, well, I don't know if they want to talk to me. I don't know if they'll like me. I don't know. And they'll start to go down this, this what if spiral, um, or I don't know if, and they create all these excuses as to why they shouldn't go over there. And what I tell them is, listen, like you actually won't know until you, until you do it. And when you continue to get those experience, I call them experience points. As you continue to build experience points by just going up and talking to people, you will eventually become comfortable. You don't necessarily need to be this social butterfly being willing to talk to anyone in anywhere. But what's important, what's most important is just to be confident and know that you can approach someone and not feel uh, so much anxiety about it and be able to at least give yourself a shot at making connections. Um, and I think if you practice that, right, what I usually push people to do is to try to interact with, it, with at least one stranger a day. Um, and I think when you do that and you don't necessarily think about what you can get out of the situation, it, re it reverses your thinking and the whole thing that you can actually give something to the situation. So what value can you give to a stranger in a, in a very quick interaction? Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a laugh. Maybe it's a hug. Maybe it's some uh, information. Maybe it's some quick knowledge. Whatever you feel like you're best at giving value, what can you give to that stranger in a very quick interaction? If you do that once a day, every day, you will start to see more comfort in yourself, more confidence. You'll start to see that people will respond much better to you over time because you're just used to engaging strangers in a way that most people aren't. And to be honest, for a lot of people, it's very refreshing. Uh, there's many conversations I've seen my clients in and even myself in where they'll take a step back and say, wow, you know, it's really so refreshing to talk to a person in real life <laughs> as opposed to just engaging people on, online, you know, and, and people are looking for this. And so when you see someone you want to talk to, don't believe that you're not good enough or you can't do it because they're probably looking for someone like you to interact with, to feel that, that moment of, yeah, this is cool. We're actually connecting in, in real life. Wow. That's amazing. Um, that's so true. Um, so now how can, um, now you say you work with people and it is multiple facets uh, besides just emotional, like uh, their appearance. Now, um, I'm not. I know. I'm not sure if a lot of people realize, but I've heard in this uh, recent study that within uh, 0.4 seconds, oops, uh, within point, oops, my God, another phone, uh, somebody uh, is actually uh, judges you. Um, based on that's just human nature to protect oneself 
going back to uh, I guess when we were when people were uh, you know in caves or whatever or uh, um, uh, in a jungle or what not whatever may be that we have to survive quickly whether it be like an animal or predator or another human um, this translated to today where we could judge a person based on how they look that fast now um I know you work on more than appearance, but what what can a person do to to gain confidence within themselves, knowing that we live in a society? Now, different areas may be different. Like if you live in a Miami versus New York versus Cali, um, where people are more friendly, but what can one actually do besides appearance to get past that uh, fear of, uh, I guess, um not knowing or uh, whatever that person may say. Yeah, that's really, it's really, it's a really good question. I mean, appearance can only do so much. I mean, I love helping people improve their appearance just because it does take away uh, a lot of how people can judge you. I've I've Mm -hmm. noticed a lot, you know, if you, if you look good and it doesn't mean wearing suits, doesn't mean wearing the most expensive clothes, but if you just look good and put together, people will likely give you benefit of the doubt. And, and I think that's really, really important. But appearance aside, in order to get over that fear of being judged and that fear of being disliked is to not see it as fear. <laughs> we, fear hmm. is, is something that we create in our minds to justify why we shouldn't do something. Fear is basically a fake appearance of what we think is danger, dangerous. Now, if there was a bear that like rolled into the room right now, that's danger. <laughs> Our <laughs> lives are actually in danger, so we should probably run. But in a social okay. situation, there actually isn't any physical danger present. There is, wow. uh, but there, I mean, obviously there are consequences for actions that we do, but nothing that is physical damaging and it's the emotional consequence of what we do that we are fearful of. So, for example, a, a very common uh, thing that I uh, ask clients is, why, what, what are you afraid of to approach someone? And what they commonly tell me is that they're afraid that people are watching and that if I mm-hmm. fail, that people will, will laugh at me. And mm-hmm. it's a very common, common thing that I hear all the time. And and the reality is no one is actually listening or paying attention because they're so self-absorbed in themselves that they don't have time to pay attention to what you are doing. Um, and chances are, even if things don't necessarily work out with that particular person, you can still walk away and try again at another point in time with someone else. Just because that person doesn't seem to vibe with you doesn't mean that everyone in the room uh, vibes with you. Um, and I always ask people, you know, what's the worst thing you believe will happen to you? And, you know, for a lot of guys out there, they'll tell me that uh, a woman will throw a drink, you know, at, in their face. And I can promise, and it's a really common thing, or, like, people will turn around and laugh at them. Um, or, like, uh, the woman will ask for security to, excuse, like, to escort the, the person outside the, build, the, build, like, the building. Like, these are the worst fears that people have, have told me. And in almost eight years of me doing this, I've never seen – any of those scenarios happen. At worst, what I've seen is women would not would just turn around and just talk to their friends. I mean, and, and if right. you think about that in comparison to the worst that people have thought, 
then that's not really as bad as, you know, as bad. And so in order to really understand how to uh, get over that quote unquote fear is to actually interpret it as, a, as adrenaline. And instead of evaluating that adrenaline, that, what I mean adrenaline is that when you see someone you're attracted to, whether it's someone you want to date romantically, or it could be a celebrity, or it could be an influencer, you, your body starts to uh, basically produce chemicals to let you know that that person is someone that is someone you want to meet. And a lot of times, because of our state of mind, maybe our, our quote-unquote fear of being uh, judged or accepted, we immediately interpret that uh, adrenaline as anxiety and fear. Now, this is not to uh, downplay people's actual like, like, like medically diagnosed anxiety, because that's, that's a real thing. But in general, generally, for a lot of people who don't have that actual diagnosis, we tend to evaluate that adrenaline as, as fear and anxiety. So what I always have my clients do is let that adrenaline push you ahead to go ahead and talk to that person because you wouldn't feel that way if you didn't want to meet someone, if someone wasn't attractive, if they weren't an influencer, if they weren't a celebrity, you wouldn't feel that way. This is your body responding to someone that you notice and is telling you, you want to meet that person, so go find out why. And it takes practice to really change that thinking. It's definitely easier said than done. But if you really go with that mindset and at least try to, to change how you behave in those moments, it really does make a significant impact. Oh, yeah, because um, I'm sure your life, a person's life is more way more enjoyable. Um, um, if, for people that don't see the obvious uh, benefits to working with you and, and, and opening their social skills, um, what are the, the major benefits that you've noticed in people? I'm sure you've seen a lot more happiness and smiles, you know? Of course, of course. And I don't want to be vague. I don't, I don't want to be vague with this because usually you'll hear, like, you'll be more confident and, you know, whatever, and you'll have more control. And I usually mm-hmm. use that a lot. I mean, you definitely will be more confident and you will have more control over your, your lifestyle. But what does it actually look like? And I think that's really important to talk about. So I like to always see specific benefits being, like, being more decisive. So you're not, you're not, mm-hmm. being in, a, you're not in a position anymore where you don't know what to do. You trust yourself more because you've been in enough situations and you have enough experience now that you can trust yourself to know that you'll do the right thing. Um, when, th- when interactions don't go your way, it's not going to affect you as it once did before. And so instead of you thinking, oh, they didn't like me or they're rejecting me, you'll, you'll likely think, oh, well, clearly there wasn't a connection there and, and that's okay because I'll be honest with you, you're, not every person you talk to, you're going to connect with. And that's just not how the re, that's not the reality. Um, and another benefit is your social graph will be extended beyond your wildest possibilities. And I always tell people, you know, if you, if there's something that you want, you're probably, depending on how big your social graph is, you're probably one degree away from that thing that, or that person that you're looking for. And so by default, your social graph is going to be wildly extended. Um, and the whole control thing. So the control thing I think is really, really important. Um, I, I see a lot of clients when they talk to me and they say, you know, Thomas, I always felt like, 
whenever opportunities came by, I had to take advantage of them because I didn't know when the next one was going to come. And the reality is I now am so aware of more opportunities I didn't notice before that if I don't take advantage of one, I don't feel like I lost anything. And I think when you feel like you have that level of control where you can actually pick and choose when, where, and how you want to create connections and interact with people, it becomes a much more powerful thing. And the way you carry yourself is completely different. Um, I always like to use James Bond as, a, as a, great, uh, com- uh, a great example because although he's a fictional character, he represents what every person both man and woman <laughs> would like in terms of personality and characteristics like to exude uh, in terms of just his demeanor, his you know, body language, his ability to handle quote unquote danger and quote unquote fear and, you know, channel it towards something that can, you know, help him succeed. I mean, these are all, these are all things that uh, are beneficial from going through our process. It doesn't have to be with us. I mean, I'm not, you know, this is not for me to like advertise the benefits of working with us, but I think overall the benefits of working with someone who can help you better your social life. I mean, of course we want, we want you guys to work with us, <laughs> but, but for, you know, if we're not your, if we're not your, your crew to work with and you choose someone else, these are the benefits that you're going to see when you work with, when you work with, uh, you know, someone who's capable, a social skills coach or a dating coach or a relationship coach. These are the benefits that you'll see over time. And, they can affect not only your dating life, it'll affect your social life, and it'll affect your personal life, and it'll affect other parts of your life that matter just as much. My apologies. I was on mute. Um, now, our show time is coming to an end, but for the people that are looking to reach out to you, um, how can they connect uh, to you and, and, and really uh, make that make that happen? It's pretty easy. You can go to my site, theprofessionalwingman.com. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at twitter.com slash Thomas H. Edwards. And I love Instagram. I'm gramming a lot. You can always hit me up there. You can ask me questions there as well. I'm at instagram.com slash yourwingman. So letter U, letter R, wingman. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you are definitely the wingman that everyone needs by their <laughs> side for sure. Um, Absolutely. But, um, I, I really appreciate it, man. Um, it's been a long time coming. We'll definitely have to have you on again because um, I know people definitely want to uh, find out more about uh, you and uh, more of your experiences. Um, so thanks again yeah, for coming on. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it, man. I know you're right. It has been a long time coming, man. Always always happy to, to come on whenever you want me, man. Always. Thanks again. Um, so there you have it, guys. Omni Presence Media, Thomas H. Edwards. Go on his Twitter, Instagram right now. Uh, his Instagram is URWingman. And uh, get some social skills upgraded ASAP. Uh, so thanks, guys. Please share and promote the show. Uh, We are also on iTunes, so take out your iPhones and uh, go on there and uh, iTunes and look up Omnipresence uh, Media, and uh, we'll be right there. So thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you guys on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, We're growing, uh, so I really appreciate that. And uh, we will see you soon. So thanks again, your host, Vikins Moscova on Omnipresence Media Podcast. So many more opportunities got coming, guys. Please keep listening. Thanks again for sharing.
Peace and love.